Genesis chapter 12. If you would open your Bibles with me, I believe there is a word of the Lord for this day. Uh, Genesis, the 12th chapter, beginning at the first verse. I honor every single one of the youth that are serving this morning as ushers, as greeters, those that are on the cameras, those that were on our praise team. I honor every single one of the servants of this house this morning. Genesis chapter 12, beginning at the first verse. Y'all pray for me. I haven't done this in a minute. <clears throat> Genesis 12, beginning at the first verse. When you have it, would you say amen? Amen. Reading of the word of the Lord is like this. Now the Lord said unto Abram, get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred, from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation. And I will bless thee. And I'll make thy name great. And thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken unto him, and Lot went with him. And Abram was 75 years old when he departed out of Haran. I know that that doesn't seem like it makes sense for a youth service to say somebody was 75 years old. But I would that we would go back to the first verse and just pull our subject from there. It reads like this. Now the Lord had said unto Abram, get thee out of thy country. And from thy kindred and from thy father's house onto a land that I will show you. Would you look at your neighbor and just repeat this command from God this morning? Say, neighbor, get out of there. You look to the other side of you and tell them, really, 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 get out of there. Get out of there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's go to work. My brothers and sisters, if I can be honest this morning, lately God has been giving me the opportunity as well as challenging me to do some things I've never done before in my life. And having these new opportunities is exciting because opportunity means having experiences that will ultimately shape and play a part in the making of who I am. And on the other hand, it's a challenge because of the fact that starting something new means wrapping my arms around the belly of the unfamiliar. It literally means embracing unsureness and embracing unease and embracing the uncharted. In other words, it's a challenge because having new opportunities brings me back to a place of infancy where I have to learn to crawl before I walk. And to be one who embraces your season of newness, you have to be humble enough and willing enough to place yourself in postures and positions of a student to maximize the experiences that God is presenting to you. Can I talk a little more plain this morning to you? Doing something new means being willing to let go and leave what you did, what you knew, and what you practiced before that will hinder you in new spaces. You have to understand at the start of something new, I feel a high school musical spirit in here this morning. At the start of something new means that is the exit of something old. Can I say that one more time? Uh, uh, the start of something new is the exit of something old. You can't enter new rooms without exiting the room that you're currently standing in. You can't enter new seasons of promotion and promise without first parting with the things that will soil your success. Building something new in an upward direction won't last very long if you aren't willing to bulldoze some things down. In other words, newness demands that there's a change in your operation. Look at somebody in here and say, neighbor, newness demands that there's a change in your operation. This is the part where so many of us become stuck and stagnant because we want new beginnings, but we're not willing to change. Mm. 
We desire greater levels and dimensions, but don't want to alter our methods. We want fresh starts and new years and new me's and clean slates, but we aren't willing to get out and away of what was to what will be. But I stopped by here this morning to tell you that if a fresh start is what you really desire, there has to be an exodus in your life. Y'all not talking back to me. Uh, there has to be uh, uh, some spaces filled with some people and some places and some things that you're going to have to leave behind in order to walk into the greater that God has for your life. This is the season where you're going to have to evict yourself from some thought patterns and some bad memories that cause you to feel weighed down and discouraged. For this is the new day that the Lord has made. And if you're going to accept the challenge to change your location from the tears of yesterday into the promise of joy for today, you have to understand that your weeping has to stay where it was. Uh, for weeping only endures in the night. But in the morning, there's a shift, and I can't stay in my downtrodden state while joy is peeking over the horizon. Look at somebody this morning and tell them the subject again. Say, neighbor. Get out of there, get out of there. Yeah. Uh, sometimes we don't even realize that some of the spaces that we're in are really no good for us because we've been there so long and all we know is what we know. And it takes the help of somebody with a greater vantage point for our lives to call us out of what and where we are into where we should be going. Can I give y'all an example this morning? Y'all been waiting for this all week long. I can't tell you how many times this week I got phone calls and text messages about this uh, undisputed fact right here. But it was, in fact, indeed in the 1990s. Look at somebody say the 90s. Uh-huh. That the sitcom by the name of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air first aired on television. And I'm going to tell the story, y'all should know it. But the story behind the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air started with a character named Will, uh, uh, who was West Philadelphia born and raised. And on the playground is where he spent most of his day chilling out, maxing, relaxing, all cool and all shooting some b-ball outside of the school when a couple of guys who were up to no good started making trouble in his neighborhood. He claims he got in one little fight and his mom got scared. And she said, you're moving with your auntie and uncle in Bel-Air, the truth of the matter is that his mother understood the environment that he was in was toxic and not conducive to who he was or where he needed to be headed in his life. She knew that staying in the street like a lifestyle would result in nothing but destruction for him in his future. She understood that there was a greater place for him to dwell in. Y'all not talking back to me in here. She understood that as a mother, one who loved her son, one who wanted what was best for him, that sending him away was where he would find his better interests in life. And I'm here to tell you this morning that God has your best interests at heart. I'm here to tell you that God has your best interests at heart. God knows what is best for you. God knows what is best for your future and your family. God knows the very plans that he has for you. He has a very specific appointment and call for your life. The very reason why you're sitting here in this room this morning breathing unseen air is because God wants greater for you than where you are right now. Look at somebody and say, neighbor, get out of there. Let me go to my body. Let me go to my body. Let me try and be homiletically correct. I ain't doing this in a minute. Let me try and preach like a preacher. And so in the text this morning, we find uh, that Will wasn't the only one who was called out and commissioned uh, of, from where he was for a new beginning. 
As a matter of fact, in the book of Genesis, it takes us all the way back to the very beginning of everything that ever was or ever will be. In the book of Genesis, Moses scribed by the inspiration and the revelation of God the first four words of the Bible that literally set the course for life. And those first four words are, in the beginning, God. And what I love about these first four words is that every single time that I read them, it reminds me that God is the initiator. It reminds me that God existed before time ever had the chance to wrap around the confines of a clock. It reminds me that he is the alpha and the omega. He is is the beginning and the end. It reminds me that God is all-seeing, all-knowing, all-wise, everlasting, all-powerful. I don't hear nobody talking back to me. It reminds me that God is preeminent, and most of all, it reminds me that God is so sovereign over everything that happens in my life. No matter what posture or position I may find myself in, God is still in control of everything concerning me. For in the beginning, God. It wasn't just uh, two people coming together trying to have a baby, but in the beginning, God, it doesn't matter whether people accept who I am or not. In the beginning, God, it doesn't matter how many times I've messed up in my life. My life didn't initiate by my mess-ups, but in the beginning, God, the start of everything concerning me is because God saw fit to make me in his image and his likeness. And because he made me and knew me before the foundations of the world like a good parent, I understand that he knows what is best for my life. And so in the text this morning, we find a man by the name of Abram whose father's name was Terah, and he was born in an idolatrous country. And after Terah's son, Haran, died, they end up moving to the land of Haran. The land of Haran was a very interesting place because Haran was the center of, of all kinds of commerciality and business. There was all kinds of money that was flowing into that city. Haran was also known as uh, the center for a Babylonian moon cult. And so all this to say that Abram has only known from the very beginning of his life cultish and idolatrous-like ways. But even though Abram was in the place that didn't seem to reverence God at all for some reason, one or another, Abram could hear and recognize God's voice speaking to him. And if I be honest this morning, I can't tell you the amount of times in my life I found myself in places around people who wanted absolutely nothing to do with God, but because I belonged to God, I could still hear his voice. Above the noise of what was popular in that day, I could still hear his voice. Above the noise of what was going on in school, I could still hear his voice. Even though dwelling amongst family members that may not believe God, I was still able to hear his voice. Lord, even when I tried to walk away from him several times in my life, I could still hear the voice of God. The Bible declares, my sheep know my voice. Is there anybody in here this morning that knows that God knows how to get in contact with you right where you are? Oh, I'm trying not to preach early, but I'm getting excited in here. This, in this 12th chapter, we find God calling Abram. In the first verse of the 12th chapter, God says, Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show you. In other words, uh, this is the time now for you to leave everything you know to be familiar 
This is the time now for you to leave everything you know to be commonplace. This is the time now for you to leave behind all that you were doing before because I have a very specific purpose and call on your life. And I tried to urbanize this here and bring it into my own time century. But this is like God telling you, I want you to go right now. Leave where you are. Leave your family. Leave your friends. Leave your job. Get your way to JFK. Get on a plane that I'm going to show you. Don't worry about where it's going, but I'm just telling Telling you to get on it. Y'all not talking back to me in here. And as radical as this may have sounded in the ears of Abram, can I pause right here to tell you that following after God sometimes requires radical sacrifice. Point number one, new beginnings require sacrifice. And that's a word that we don't really like in Christianity because we want God to just keep uh, adding to our very lives without giving anything up. But I remember a story in the book of Mark uh, about a rich young ruler. Y'all don't mind if I talk a while, do you? About a, a story of a young rich ruler who, who ran up to Jesus because he, he desired to have eternal life. And he began to have a, a conversation with Jesus and, and he said that I, I've been following all of the commandments since I was a little boy. I've been dutiful ever since I was a little boy. But there was one sweet spot that God had to touch in this young rich ruler to figure out whether or not he really wanted what it was that he was asking for. And so Jesus said, oh, that's all good and fine. But what it is I want to see from you is your sacrifice. There's one thing that you lack. I want you to go and sell all that you have and go and and give it to the poor and the story tells us that the young rich ruler became very dismayed and went away very discouraged because he understood that this would be too much of a sacrifice for him I want you to understand this morning that sacrifice demonstrates your faith I feel like preaching Jesus said go sell all that you have and give it to the poor Lord had mercy this 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 is one of the areas where many of us don't want to move we declare that we want new starts. We declare that we want God to do new things for us, but we're not willing to unchain ourselves from where we are. We're not willing to let it go. We're not letting, willing to let it burn off of us to go forward into what God has said. And so I want to go back here and talk about Abram. He said here that, uh, Abram, I have a new start for you, so get out, Abram. Gabram, I want you to get out because I have an assignment for you. Get out, Abram, because I have better for you and for those that will come after you. the generation that's going to shift your family back to following and serving Jehovah God you're the generation that's going to see miracles you're the generation that's going to experience my wonders get out of where you are Abram into the land that I'm going to show you and I promise you I'm going to blow your mind you're going to see things that you've never seen before in your life you're going to walk in places that you never thought that you would ever put the sole of your foot God says in verse number two, but I'm going to make you a great nation. Point number two, new beginnings mean that God's going to make you. Where you are right now is not the fullness of the potential that I've put down inside of you, says the Lord. Where you are right now isn't the finished product of what God had in mind for you. God said, uh, I'm going to construct something new down inside of you. I'm going to renovate you. I'm going to make you larger than you ever thought or imagined you would ever be. And when you come out of the spaces that are hindering your purpose in me, everybody nowadays 
is willing to do anything and everything to become somebody. But, but I want you to understand this morning that if it means losing your morals and your values, you shouldn't stay where you are. If it means walking on the thin line of death and destruction, you shouldn't stay where you are. For some reason, we feel that we will only be somebody if we conform to the ways of this world and society. But I come to tell somebody this morning huh, that the devil is a liar. God is and always will be the maker and the creator of all life. God is the potter and I am the clay. And if I'm ever going to be anybody that's worth being, it's going to be because God made me. Look at somebody and say, neighbor, I just want God to make me. I'm trying not to close early in here, but I feel a little pushed here. I'll look at somebody and say, neighbor, get out of there. God talked to Abram and said, Abram, I want to make you a promise. I want to make you a deal. If you're willing to sacrifice everything that you know to be true, if you're willing to sacrifice everything that you've come from, if you're willing to hearken to my voice, I'm going to make you a great nation. And I'm going to bless you. Point number three, when God gives you a new beginning, I said when God gives you a new beginning huh not when you started on your own huh not when you move according to your own will huh but I said when God gives you a new beginning huh there's a blessing attached to it huh I feel like preaching this morning huh God wants you to move huh because he desires to bless you huh I know change can be huh just a little uncomfortable for some of us huh but God's gonna bless you huh I know that you may have made your room comfortable huh the one you've been sitting in all this time huh but I want you to know that God is calling you out huh calling you out of where you are huh to something greater huh and he says that I'm going to bless you huh he says I'm just trying to show you huh that where you are right now huh is not what's best for you huh I dare you look at somebody in here huh as I get ready to close like a Baptist preacher huh and take my seat huh and say neighbor you ain't seen nothing yet for eyes have not seen nor have ears heard neither has it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him but I love the Bible because the Bible is written in context and you can't just stop right there at that verse because 1 Corinthians 2 and 10 tells you but God has revealed them to us by his spirit you gotta understand God has a way of revealing what it is you need in your life God is trying to drive you away of everything that's been chaining you down God is trying to change your very orientation Lord have mercy God says this is the day Lord have mercy that you're going to change your life I believe this is the day that things are getting ready to shift this is the day that begins anew for me and because I'm deciding that I'm going to get out of where I am I believe that I'm going to 
see God's grace uh, like I've never seen it before in my life. Uh, I don't know uh, what's been hindering you in your life. Uh, maybe you've been sitting in the room of depression. Uh, maybe you've been sitting in the room of security. Maybe you've been sitting in the room of doubt. Uh, maybe you've been sitting in the room of lack. Uh, but I've been given the assignment this morning. Uh, and I've been given a charge uh, to tell you to get out of it. Uh, to tell you to remove yourself uh, from things that aren't progressing you. Uh, from things that aren't making you. Uh, from things that aren't establishing you. Uh, look at your neighbor in here and say neighbor. Uh, Lord have mercy. Uh, you gotta get out of there. Uh, brethren, uh, I count not myself uh, to have apprehended uh, but this one thing uh, that I do uh, forgetting those things uh, which are behind me uh, and I'm reaching forth uh, to the things that which are before uh, I press toward the mark uh, of the high calling uh, which is in Christ Jesus uh, and if any man uh, is in Christ Jesus. He's a new creature. Old things, they're passed away. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, get out of there. It's time now for a life shift. We've come this far. We're here at the end of the month of January, and I'm daring you to leave everything. You've consecrated. You've you prayed so that the bands of wickedness could be destroyed and God is giving you the charge to leave it where it was say yes say yes say yes somebody praise him Praise him because you understand that where you are now isn't the end for you. Praise him because you understand that there's another dimension. Praise him because you understand God is elevating you to see his greater glory, to see his greater grace. I believe that it's a new season. I believe that it's a new day. Fresh anointing. Fresh anointing. Fresh anointing. It's flowing my way. I believe it's a season of power. I believe it's a season of prosperity. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, it's a new season. It's a new season. Praise the Lord. Y'all don't mind. Y'all don't mind if I close like a Baptist preacher, do you? And talk about Jesus. 
Jesus. Jesus. He was born of a virgin. He lived with the assignment to die. He understood. Lord, I feel like preaching. He understood what his assignment was. He was born in the time. But he understood that he couldn't stay here. Because if he would have stayed here, nobody would ever have a new beginning. Everybody would be stuck in their sins. Everybody would be stuck in their bondage. Jesus understood that I've got to fulfill the assignment. I've got to hear the voice of God. I've got to come down through 40. 40 and two generations. I've got to walk like a man in the flesh. I've got to live like a man in the flesh. I've got to suffer like a man in the flesh. He understood that he had to clothe himself in our own transgressions because he understood that it would start something new. Is there anybody in here that understands that Jesus wanted to start something new in you? It doesn't matter where you came from. It doesn't matter what family you were born in. It doesn't matter the mistakes that you've made. God desires to start something new in your life. He desires to shape you in his image and likeness. He desires to mold you so that you work well in his hand. And I come to talk to this generation this morning and trying to tell you this morning God is affording you a brand new beginning God is calling you can you hear his voice this morning there's reasons why you weren't put in certain circles there are reasons why people didn't accept you there are reasons why God has his angels protecting you every single time you got on the bus and every single time you got in the car God had a divine assignment for your life. I can remember, Lord had mercy. My parents, they wouldn't let me go everywhere. They wouldn't let me mingle in with just anybody because they understood that he's got an assignment. He's going someplace. God has a call on that life. And so I've got to incubate it. I've got to cover it. And I'm here to tell you, it doesn't matter if your parents were saved or not. God has been covering you. God has been keeping you. God has been watching you. God has his eyes on you. Lord, have mercy. While others in this generation are falling dead, you're still living. Praise be to God. While others are taking their own life, God gave you a divine assignment to be in the room this morning because he's restarting you. He's restoring you. He's regenerating you. And he tells you to let go of your past. Let go of everything that seems to be shackling you. Let go of everything that you're comfortable with. 
Lord have mercy. She's gonna not gonna like this here. But I have a little sister in the youth department. And I look at her all the time and I say, uh, great things, great things. She thinks I'm just being an annoying big brother. But every time I look at her, I feel the charge to speak over her life. That you're not gonna be what you came from. But there's something greater. And so every time I look at her, I speak what God says. And I say great things. I dare you look at your neighbor and say neighbor. Great things. Great things. Better things. Bigger things. Larger things. God is moving you. God is shifting you. God is raising you. We are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. God is pouring out his spirit on all flesh. And I just believe in this day and in this hour, we're leaving our stagnancy. We're leaving our complacency. And God is moving us to prophesy. God is moving us to lay hands on the sick. God is moving us to touch those that blinded eyes and see them open them. God is calling the generation. God is empowering the generation. God is moving by his spirit.
If you believe it, I'm going to give you 20 seconds. Just praise him. Just dance on the devil's head. Just dance on it. Just dance on it. Just dance on it. Get out of there. Get out of there. Get out of there. Get out of
deliverance. Thank you for freedom. Thank you for your exodus. Hallelujah. 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 Everybody stand up. Everybody standing in this house. God is calling you out of what you are in right now to press you into what is greater for your life. Just like the 90s sitcom, Will Smith was told to leave his home, leave everything that he's ever known. It was done intentionally. It was done intentionally because the one who saw over him knew that there was a greater purpose for his life. And even as I was sitting and reflecting over my own walk, there are so many things that God has had to call me out of that weren't any good for my own life. So many bondages, so many struggles, so many mental roadblocks that God had to tell me, you need to lay that down, cast your cares upon him. For he cares for you. And in this day, I don't want to leave this service without letting you know that there is a way of escape. That you don't, you don't have to try and do it on your own strength. You're not strong enough. You're not wise enough. You're not equipped enough to do this by yourself. If you could have, Jesus would have never had to have to come down onto the earth. But he came because he wanted you to have a new beginning. He came because he desired your life to be shaped and molded in his image and his likeness. He came because he desired for you to achieve your purpose and become all that he's purposed for you to be. Jesus is waiting for you today. I just believe that every single person in this room today is not here because it's just Youth Sunday and it was something fun to do and something, something different to do. But I just believe that God has a divine appointment for somebody in here today to come to Jesus, to have a new beginning, to have your life turned over, to have your life restored, to have yourself put back on the potter's wheel and made this morning. Jesus is in love with you. If there's anybody under the sound of my voice this morning with every single eye closed, every head bowed, that says that I hear the command that God is giving for me to leave my past, for me to leave my struggles, for me to leave idolatrous ways, for me to leave things that don't please God and to run into a new land that God will show me, to run into a new purpose that God will show me, that God will make me and ultimately God will bless me. Is there anybody in this house today that says, I want to be in a relationship with Jesus Christ? He hung on a cross, was shamed for you and I took the punishment that we deserved everything that we've done wrong they did was a price to pay for it and because he loved you just imagine in your head a train coming on the tracks and instead of you being the one that gets hit jesus put himself in the way for you that's the way that he loves you he's willing to give his life for you because he believes that you're worth it that your purpose is worth it that your destiny is worth it there's anybody in this house this morning that says brother Brett I want to get to know who Jesus is for real I don't I don't want to be religious I don't want to be anything more than in love 
with the Savior who loved me. If that's you this morning, would you just raise that hand this morning? Raise that hand. God bless you, my sister. God bless you. Is there another? Is there another that feels the Lord knocking on the door of your heart? The Bible declares that the day that you hear my voice, don't harden your heart. Don't harden your heart. God bless you. God bless you. Is there another? Is there another? Ministers are moving. Ministers are ready to meet you. Ministers are running to you just as Jesus would as he sees his sons, his daughters are coming back home. As he sees his sons, his daughters are coming back home. Is there anybody in here that can celebrate the change that God is doing in the lives of these today? That their lives are getting being ready to, to be made new. If any man would be in Christ, they are a new creature. For those of you that are watching by live stream today and you say, Brother Brett, I, I'm not in the house, but I want to get to know that Jesus that is offering me a fresh start, that one who can make my sins white as snow. I want to know that Jesus, every single one of us here in house, we're going to lift our hands and we're going to pray with every single one of you watching by live stream. Would you do that with me in here, family? Can we pray with those watching by live stream today? Would you repeat after me? Just say, Father, I need you in my life. I've tried things my own way. I've been put into cycles that are no good for me. And I understand that today you are willing to give me a fresh start. So Father, I give my life to you. Wash me, mold me, make me new. Give me a real relationship with you. So Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, every single one of those that have made this the confession of their faith, Father, I pray right now, even where they're watching, even over the airstreams, Lord, Father, that you would meet them right where they are, whether they're in their car, whether they're in their bedroom today, Lord God, whether they're at work, Father, I thank you that your spirit is not bound, but Father, I pray today that that spirit that brings liberty, Lord God, that would be sent right where they are in the name of Jesus. Father, mold that life, destroy every yoke by the name of Jesus Christ, by the authority of Jesus Christ, Father, I thank you Lord God that you're going to make them a new creature today father we pray that they will be baptized in your spirit and by water Lord and that they will walk according to your statutes for the rest of their days in the mighty name of Jesus Christ and to this all the people of God would say amen and amen would somebody give God a shout of praise in here hallelujah for the great things that God is doing in the lives of those that desire a fresh start this morning hallelujah now now before these young people take their seat before these young people take their seat. I want every single one of you to take me real seriously, real quickly. Let me, I put my notes down, I'm, not a, I'm just being your brother real quick. The reason why you woke up this morning is because God gave you another chance. And we cannot take it for granted that the breath that is going in and out of your lungs right now is anything more than his grace and his mercy for your life. And I want you, I'm charging you as my brothers, my sisters, my boys, you know what I'm saying? Listen. I want you to understand that you have to make the most of every single moment that God gives you. Don't waste any time with people, with things that are not progressing you, that aren't moving you where you're supposed to be, the things that God has told you you're supposed to become. Don't waste any time in it. Don't waste any time in it. Because somebody is attached to who you're supposed to be. Did you hear what I said? I said somebody is attached to who you are supposed to be. And the longer you stay where you are, the longer they're gonna stay where they are. Amen. And so I thank God for every single one of you. Today begins your fresh start again. Somebody give God praise for these young people one more time, even as they go back to their seat. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. 
And one more thing before I take my seat, I just want to offer and make sure that I make known because God has given me that charge. Those that have accepted salvation, the Bible declares that faith without works is dead. The Bible declares that faith without works is dead. And the first step that you need to make after you make the confession of your faith and accept Jesus Christ into your life is you need to be baptized. There's a few weeks ago I was sitting in a service and God really just hit that in my spirit that every single time we offer salvation, baptism is not optional. Baptism is a part of you demonstrating that you believe what you believe. Is that the truth in here, somebody? And so I want to encourage every single one of you, those that are watching by live stream, find a local church, even this great church right here in Freeport, New York. You can go online to our website, go to that baptism link, and fill out that form so we can have you baptized in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Look at your neighbor one more time as I take my seat and tell them, get out of there. Get out of there.